Ever wonder what psychologist moms talk about when we get together? Whether we're consulting one another about a challenging case or one of our own kids, or just leaning on each other when parenting feels hard, because trust me, even when we do this for a living, it's still hard. Joining me each week in these special Thursday shows are two of my closest friends, both moms, both psychologists. They're the people I call when I need a sounding board. These are our unfiltered answers to your parenting questions. We're letting you in on the conversations the three of us usually have behind closed doors. This is Securely Attached, Beyond the Sessions. Hey, welcome back. I have Dr. Emily Upshur and Dr. Rebecca Hirschberg here, and we are going to be answering a listener question because it is Beyond the Sessions here at Securely Attached. Happy Thursday. Hey, great to be here. Always a pleasure. So... Today, this is a question that was DM'd to me about how we can handle biting when our child is still really young. I found and listened to your podcast on biting, which by the way was episode 81 if you guys want to go back and listen to that. But so she says, we're having a bit of issues with biting, but my daughter's only 16 months old and I feel like a lot of these things are for older toddlers. And by these things, I think she means a lot of the tips and strategies we've talked about are for older toddlers. So then she continues... She does understand when we say no bite, no biting, and we remove her from the situation. She typically bites if she doesn't like something that's happening, holding her hand for walking, big sister in her face, but a lot of it is projected onto the little girl at the sitter's house, which we feel is maybe due to jealousy. Do we just continue to say no bite and remove from the situation with the other little girl? She's a very sweet girl, and it's not angry when she's doing it. So... This is like definitely a super common thing. And I'm glad that she wrote in to help us distinguish between like, okay, there's a lot of information out there on how to respond to biting when toddlers do it. And there's, which obviously like when you're 16 months old, some of those language-based interventions just don't really work as well for a 16 month old. So I'm, I'm glad this mom is saying very little, you know, when she's intervening. I think affect and tone and confidence and body language is going to be so much more useful in terms of what to actually do when a kid bites. Um, But yeah, so I guess this idea of like, how do we take some of the things we've talked about before about biting and understanding it as developmentally appropriate in a lot of situations for slightly older toddlers, how do we bring that down to babies? Because biting definitely happens a ton with babies too. I mean, I think biting is a normal developmental phase. I don't love the word normal, a typical developmental phase. You know, kids at these really young ages are experimenting with kind of their bodies and their muscles and figuring out kind of like what works when and when I move it this way and that way. And then, you know, it's the age where they're like pulling on lights and whistles and their toys. It's like, oh, and when I make this motion, the person hurts and what, you know, and so I I really believe that it, it's just about physical separation. Like it's really just about like, Oh, no biting. Like, like the mom said, I think she's doing everything right. You know, when you pick up a baby and then you move to a different place or you, I mean, I just, there, there are families that I've recommended. Maybe you do a 10 second, you know, if they're holding you and they bite, you kind of put them down for 10 seconds and you say no biting and you hope that they make the association. I think it depends on the kid and how often it's happening. And Mm -hmm. 
one of those take it or leave it interventions that I don't know that I'd say, oh, absolutely, you have to do that. But if you wanted to try that, sure. But I don't think there's a lot that you can do that's going to decrease your child's biting if it's not happening in an unusual way. If it's happening kind of all the time and you think there may be some real something going on with the kid's oral, you know, development, then by all means, talk to your pediatrician. But biting here and there, if it feels like it's exploratory or when they're excited or when they're just noticing something or bored, it's just something to go through in in my experience, both as a mom and a <laughs> Yeah. I also think like there's, there's so much, there's like, you know, we always talk about nuance, like know your kid. You might have a very orally, oral child, right? Who's just always putting things in their mouth, right? And I think there's something about self-soothing for that. So I do think if there's a way to replace human biting, you know, if they're biting mm-hmm. another person or, you know, something like that, if you can replace it with a teether or, you know, so there are a ton of sensory tools, like even for bit, little babies, like necklaces and stuff that have um, the silicone stuff. Like if there's a way that oral soothing is helping your child, you don't have to necessarily throw that away. It's something to be aware of. Give, offer them a finger or offer them, you know, something to replace it isn't, isn't a bad idea either if that's just how they're either navigating the world or self-soothing through, you know, different situations. Right. And I mean, like just in the last like two minutes, we've listed like 15 different reasons why a kid might bite, right? Like, is it that they're frustrated? Is it that they're sensory seeking? Is it that it's soothing? Is it that they're exploring their muscles? They're exploring their new teeth, right? That, And I think something else that I often see can increase biting. Again, like this isn't a kid who's obviously at 16 months old, they're usually not biting because they're mad. Like maybe, but it's, they're probably far too dysregulated when they're mad to be that coordinated. Um, (laughs) Right? Like usually when 16 months old are mad, they're just kind of like a flailing mess. Um, Whereas like when toddlers are mad, they have a little more like gross motor and fine motor control that they actually could like bite out of like a Attack, you know, which again, also developmentally, not that atypical. But what I find a lot with little kids who are biting is the curiosity and the intrigue of the response of the bitee. And so obviously like, you know, if a kid is biting your hand when you're holding it, cause you're walking her, you know, across the street when you're holding it. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. You just called the baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> when they're biting your hand while you're holding their hand, it that it being their hand, not them. No, got it. Okay. <laughs> So if you're holding their hand or they're biting your hand while they're holding your hand and they don't like, cause they don't like it or whatever. If you have a big reaction to that, or if they bite you, whatever, you're holding them and they bite your shoulder, whatever it is. If you have a really big reaction, they might be curious and want to kind of replicate that and see, is they going to do that again? Am I like, what is going on? Obviously grownups can usually have a little bit more control over how we respond to our child biting us. Like you said, Rebecca, we could set them down. We could say no biting. We could just do a whole lot of things. When they bite a little kid who's similar in age, 
that little kid's going to have a really unpredictable response because, hey, they just got bit and they have no idea how to articulate that they don't like that or to ask for space or to get a grown up. They're just going to scream or bite back or be or freeze, you know, which could be really curious to the biter. And again, this is 16 months old. We are playing and navigating these very novel interactions with a peer because that's just where we're at developmentally. So I just, my point is, I think we as parents can understand and modulate our own responses and boundaries and interventions when a child bites. And that's helpful, super helpful. But I think just to ease this parent's concern, like, it's very common when a child sort of discovers biting another child, they may revisit that a lot because it's really intriguing the kind of responses that the other kids might have. And that doesn't make them a sociopath. It's just like that's that it's curious. And when things are curious, we want to revisit it. Well, even the parent response though, I think to your point, right? Like if a parent says that really hurt, ouch, you hurt me. Don't hurt me. Right. Like, I think to your point, Sarah or Rebecca, you know, it's attention still in some sort of way. It's an interpersonal exchange that happens. And I think if we want to reduce that behavior, the less it, the less full of, full of attention we give it, the better. Right. Yeah, I've seen it happen a lot with, um, babies or young toddlers who bite during breastfeeding. You know, mm-hmm. once they have their once they have their teeth, and they realize yeah. like oh, this is a whole new game. You know, I get to mm-hmm. nurse, and then I bite. Mom squeals. Someone laughs. Like, let's do it again in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, mm-hmm. exactly be aware that just all of that and this idea that it's right on the heels of something that they themselves did. So they're starting to put together cause and effect. And let me, again, let me play. I love that we keep coming back to that word. Let me play with that. Let me see the same way I would if I press this blue key on the Fisher Price piano and it makes a noise. I'm going to play with, you know, biting again during breastfeeding and see if the same things happen or does something else happen? Oh, now this other person's here and they covered their face. Like what's, you know, and as non-responsive as we can be in some ways is that, I mean, that's more a very clear response they're going to interpret as negative, which is again, potentially putting a baby down, let's say, or stopping nursing, not making a big deal out of it, but just stopping in that moment, whatever, you know, those are the only responses that I think might potentially have the desired effect at these stages. But again, I think to my point before, we, when it's interactive with us, as we become more aware of these strategies, we can employ them. We can have a low intensity response. You know, we can, we can do all these things that I think are helpful. When a child's biting another child, it's really hard because that other child's not going to be able to modulate their response. And so it's going to be very appealing to keep going and back and revisiting it. So I think an intervention there might actually be if you know, okay, my kid's got this dance with this little girl at the sitter's house, I might need to either myself be a bit of a buddy guard for a little bit there or have to talk to the sitter about a way to be a bit of a buddy guard and know that this kid might do some more biting, not because they're angry, but because they're curious and it's hard to predict. You know, we have more of a tell when we're getting frustrated that we can sometimes anticipate, ooh, a bite might be coming. But if we're curious and we're playing and it's harder as the adult in the 
and room to anticipate when that's going to, it's more, you know, it's a surprise. <laughs> oh shit. They bit. Um, so I think in those moments, just having that in mind, like, Ooh, my kid's experimenting with biting a little bit more. I'm going to have to kind of be a little bit of a buddy guard. And when I say buddy guard, I mean, you're actually shadowing your kid un- unintrusively, but kind of being very attentive. And if you see it happen, if you can intervene in the moment before it happens, awesome. If you can't, because again, like it could be very quick, then you just, again, you're doing the same thing. It's just, you're knowing it's, you're trying to catch it in the moment. So you can say, Oh, no biting. I'm going to move you over here. And again, the response is super neutral. You're not moving fast. You're not rescuing them from critical danger. You're just trying to help them learn that this behavior gets redirected. And eventually it stops being very exciting because it's quite boring to be redirected over and over and over again. And they just kind of find a new thing to be get curious about. And it, it can help reset that, but it's a little bit more work because you kind of have to shadow your kid a bit or have the sitter, you know, be more conscious about shadowing the kid in that, in that moment. I agree. The same, and same thing, right. goes to the reaction. If you're the, being bitten as an adult or your child is biting another child, you are still a vehicle for how that, that child reacts, right? Like whether it's you yourself or if it's how you're quote unquote redirecting, disciplining, talking to you about that interaction. Right. And at 16 months, I, I just do so much more physical, neutral react, uh, interventions, like just putting a hand out saying, Oh, no, not going to let you do that. I would not over explain it because a six, they don't, don't need the words. They really don't need the words to overcomplicate things. They trust, they know what you mean when you say, put a hand um, and just say, no, something else. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Well, this was a quickie. I'm glad that we were able to get into biting so fast. Um, And I hope that everybody has an amazing rest of their day. And we'll see you back here soon with another listener question. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. As you can hear, parenting is not one size fits all. It's nuanced and it's complicated. So I really hope that this series where we're answering your questions It really helps you to cut through some of the noise and find out what works best for you and your unique child. If you have a burning parenting question, something you're struggling to navigate, or a topic you really want us to shed light on or share research about, we want to know. Go to drsarahbrenn.com forward slash question to send in anything that you want Rebecca, Emily, and me to answer in this new series, Securely Attached Beyond the Sessions. That's drsarahbren.com forward slash question. And check back for a brand new Securely Attached next Tuesday. And until then, don't be a stranger.